Welcome back to another Ramblin' Radio Podcast, episode number 17. Crazy. We're almost at 20. It's insane. It's insanity. I should be a voice actor. Somebody told me that one time, and I let it get to my head. So now that's my... That's my icebreaker. That's my uh, that's my conversation starter. I should have been a voice. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome back. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I just finished up a workout, and uh, I'm getting my fitness back to better than where it was. So a lot of you guys know those that have been following me for at least a couple of years, you know that I was super into lifting. I competed in bodybuilding. I competed in powerlifting. And I looked really good. Um, I was strong as hell. I had a 600-pound deadlift. Uh, I could squat like 435, which was okay for my weight. It was, it was just kind of average. And then I think my top bench was like 325 or something like that. And I was getting stronger. I mean... You know, maybe I maybe I could have lifted stronger than that. I hadn't tested in a while, um, but my point is, I was I, I looked good and I was strong, but I wasn't functionally healthy. My diet was okay. I would have like some fruits and vegetables. I would um, have a lot of carbs, low fat, high protein diet. and I would track my macros and that was pretty much it. So it was okay. But I could have been getting a ton more micronutrient-dense foods. I could have been getting um, a lot more of those healthy, healthier fats in, all that good stuff. Um, but more importantly, my training, I wasn't, I didn't have a, I wasn't functionally fit. And it's always been a dream of mine to get functionally fit. And so this is literally, today marks like the day that I completely look the worst that I've ever looked in my life. I feel the worst physically like weak, um, you know, and, and these are to my standards. You, you might look at me and you're like, yeah, you know, you're fluffy and whatnot, but you're not fat or anything. But for me, I have a higher standard and maybe I need to drop that standard. Who knows? But, um, I still am kind of developing a little bit of a gut and starting to get that dad bod. I don't want that dad bod. I'm not, I refuse to let business and, and entrepreneurship and my creativity and all that all that other stuff that I love doing, I refuse to let that get in the way of how I look and how I feel. So, and on top of that, I wouldn't even be able to perform in business, take photos, do all that stuff without my health and my and my fitness and stuff like that. So it's super important. So I'm trying to I'm trying to really get that back. Um, so I, that has nothing to do with this podcast. This, this is just me kind of just, this is like a journal entry, I guess, if you will. But, um, guys, you're leaving some epic reviews. Holy crap. iTunes is getting lit up because of you. So thank you so much. Uh, I have to give a huge shout out to my man, Rodrigo. Um, he just left an amazing review. He was also in my filmmaking course. And speaking of my filmmaking course, that sucker is coming out in October. Haven't, uh, haven't released it since the beginning of 2019. So I'm releasing it this October and I've got some epic, epic surprises. I think I've already announced. Actually, no, I haven't announced them. I haven't. 
I'm going to keep them a secret, but we have some epic announcements about the filmmaking course, uh, which I'm really excited about because the filmmaking course is not just a filmmaking cur- curse. It's a curse. No, it is not just a filmmaking course. No longer. It is more than that. It is slowly but surely becoming a full-on content creation all-in-one platform uh, for people to use as a resource and learn everything they need to know to become a content-creating killer. So I'm very, very excited. Be on the lookout for that. And if you would like to be placed on the waiting list, click the link in this uh, I don't even know what's called the show notes. <laughs> I'm still used to this podcasting thing. The show notes, go to the show notes or go to the filmmaking and you can sign up, scroll down. You can sign up for the waiting list, but it's going to be epic as hell. I'm very excited. So anyways, Rodrigo, thank you, my man. Thank you so much for your review. He said, first of all, he titled it. This is the podcast. Um, what an amazing title. Wow. I'm just going to let all this get to my head. Here we go. If you're looking for a podcast to listen to, this is it right here. I'm a photographer that has been following Zach for a few months now, but didn't start listening to his podcast until a few days ago. Not sure what cave I was in, but ever since I started listening to it, I've felt a huge change in character. I've been feeling a lot more productive since starting, and I can relate to a lot of what Zach talks about. He definitely provides true value through these podcasts. Rodrigo, thank you so much, man. Um, that truly means everything to me. Guys, you're, anytime you list a review, you send me a DM, whatever, it really, it truly means the world to me. Um, I feel like a broken record because that's literally what I say every single time, but I, I don't know how else to say it. It really does mean a lot. Um, but anyways, thank you. Thank you, Rodrigo. Thank you for the, the review. Um, guys, if you want to leave a review, um, you can only really leave a review on iTunes, and that's really the only one that, that counts. It's the biggest platform for podcasts. So if you're really enjoying these, I put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into these. Um, so if you could do me a huge favor and leave a review and actually you know, say something about it. Don't just leave five stars and, and that's it. If you guys could actually leave a review... Um, that actually, that is what helps the most and not just the leaving the stars or whatever. Um, and I also want to hear what you have to say, what you get from it. So today, today is really special because I'm going to give you guys five tips, five tips to becoming a better creative. And these tips are what I've done to get to the point where I am today with my skill level, um, with my creativity and just with everything. That I've been able to do. And you, I'm sure you're going to hear, you're, you're, you're going to know a couple of these. Absolutely. You might even know all of them. Um, and they also relate to the business side of things as well. Being a better creative, also creating a business and a lot of other things. There's, there's definitely some overlap, but there's a reason for that. And it's because it just works. So Sit down, relax. If you're driving, don't crash. If you're chilling in bed, don't fall asleep um, because this is going to be a really good one. So five, five tips to becoming a better creative. Number one, just Google it. Literally, I cannot tell you how many DMs I get that you can literally go on Google and find out the answer. Brilliant. Oh, my God. Google, 
it's a powerful tool, guys. It's a powerful tool. And, you know, I, I have a filmmaking course. I'm not going to bullshit you. There's so many things. There's a lot of reasons why you need the film, uh, why you need a filmmaking course or a course in general. It's not for everybody, but it's for some people. And I'll get into that. But for a lot of you, and you already know this, Google and YouTube University is filled with tons of free information. You just have to find it. You really do. And, you know, you're not going to find everything on Google. You're not going to find everything on YouTube. You're just not. But I cannot tell you the amount of DMs I get blows my mind because you can Google it. Now, I'm talking things like, you know, <laughs> what should my aperture be? Like, like really basic stuff. I mean, I'm trying to think of like, just like a crazy example that I got the other day. I can't think of any, but just really simple stuff. You, you got to be able to become resourceful and Google it. Like, what do you think I should get? Should I get this, the, the, the Sony a 6,500 or should I get the Sony a seven three? You know, I can't make that decision for you. And if I also just, you know, really broke it down for you and I did that for everybody, I would literally be on my couch sitting hunched over on my phone all day long. And I just can't do that. Nobody else can do that. Nobody can help you unless you go and do it yourself. You got to become resourceful. You got to Google it. There are things, like I said, you cannot Google some creative stuff, storytelling stuff. There's things on there that, you know, you just can't Google. And also it takes time. It takes a chunk out of your day. I have spent days and days and hours and late nights looking for answers, becoming better at color grading, um, learning how to do a certain transition, why to do that certain transition, how to tell a certain kind of story, how to edit something in a certain way. I mean, so many things I've spent hours upon hours upon hours. And if I could have done it all over again, I would have just invested in a one-stop shop, filmmaking course, creative course, whatever. Um, and l let me just get ahead of myself. That That is tip number five. Tip number one is to Google it. Tip number five is to invest in a course or to invest in some sort of, of master class, something could be mine. It could be somebody else's. Just do it because it's going to save you that much time. If you know a lot of things and you're just looking for a quick answer or you're looking for something specific and you just need that one thing, Google it. Okay. Google it. But if you're just starting out or if you're just really not liking the progress that you're create that you're doing and you've googled you feel like you've googled everything okay it's 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 time to invest or if you are literally like i said if you're just starting out and you want that shortcut of all of the answers in one location so you don't have to freaking dig for it invest in yourself sign up for a master class sign up for a course sign up for a program sign up spend the money and just do it because it's going to be extremely worth it. And it's going to save you a ton of time and a ton of headache. So those are that I, I, I skipped ahead. Cause I just, 
I don't know. I just, that's, it just popped in my head. So I said it. Tip number one, Google it. Tip number five, invest, 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 invest. Okay. Tip number two, copy others, copy other creatives, go on to YouTube, go on to your, like a, like a TV show or a Netflix show, HBO, whatever, look what they're doing and recreate it, recreate it for yourself. If you post it, post it on YouTube. And if it's like, it's, it, if it's super similar to the other, like if it's like an exact copy, maybe you shouldn't post it. Maybe you should just use it as practice. Or if you do want to post it and it's like literally an exact copy where, you know, like, all right, this is like identical. Okay. Give the person the credit in the description say, Hey, this person really inspired me, blah, 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 blah. But other than that, if it's like one thing out of a video that just, just take little things, start cherry picking other creatives stuff. I see it with my stuff all the time and I applaud them. I think it's super dope. It's, it's not, you know, it's not like they're, they're stealing my, my stuff. You know, that's how I, that's how I kind of used to think. I used to be very territorial about my stuff. <laughs> Nick Bear and I used to talk about this all the time. He used to steal my stuff all the time. And maybe he still does. I don't know. But I don't, I just, I, I don't care anymore. If that's what, if that's what they want, if he wants to do that, he can do it. If you want to do that, you can do it. Um, there is no such thing as competition um, unless it starts getting into legal things and you got to take care of that. But, but for the most part, there's really no such thing as competition. Go and, 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 and take things from other artists and try to do them yourself. I do that all the time and it's amazing. You're going to shortcut your growth a ton. You're going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to take you some time. Like, like for color grading, for example, I would look at, you know, um, maybe Amos's color grading. I'm like, man, that's just so clean. His, his, his skin tones are so soft. His highlights are, are just blasted and super bright. And I just love that look. I'm going to try to re- recreate that. And I would spend hours trying to recreate it. I would look at, um, you know, maybe like an outdoor photographer. And if I'm going to travel, you know, I'm going to look at their color grading and try to see if I can match it and just really learn how to manipulate those colors and, and just, you know, stick that tool in my toolbox. It's every time you do these things, it's, it's just another little tool in your toolbox. Now getting ahead of myself here, you shouldn't do that with everything. That's really the problem. You can't become a master at everything. You can become a, what's the phrase? Uh, a jack of all trades. You can be a jack of all trades, but you'll never truly be a master at one thing. So in my opinion, I think it's better to like really, you know, kind of dive deep on two or three things that you really love. And then on the other things, eventually you'll probably outsource it and maybe have somebody else do it. For example, I am not really good at After Effects. Now I don't have the time for After Effects, but also at the same time, I'm not like super passionate about it and like really want to learn. So I never like fully taught myself After Effects. I know it to a degree to like, you know, play around, mess around a little bit, but that's about it. And and now I, I seriously, I like, I don't, I don't have the time to be doing that stuff. And so I outsource it. Any any graphics, motion graphics, um, any little kind of cool like movement stuff that you guys might see on my Instagram, like I'm not doing that stuff. Either I'm buying like templates or I'm outsourcing it to um, somebody else. So that's kind of my thing when it comes to learning certain things. You can learn them all, but 
you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to kind of dive into a few things and really kind of master those few things and the rest of it, you're going to kind of outsource it. I don't know. That's, that's, that's just kind of what I see. Those are the patterns that I see. And so, yeah, it makes, it makes sense to me. So copy others. So right now we've got Google it, we've got invest and we have copy what other people are doing, recreate it for yourself. Okay. Number three, meet other creatives in person. This is so big. It's huge. Uh, I have become such a better photographer. Oh my God. I was such a bad photographer. I'm still not the best, but I'm just a hell of a lot better than when I first started. And that's really all that matters. And that is because I started hanging out with photographers. Um, I started with video. A lot of you guys know this. I started with video and then I went into photography and now I do both. But um, I had to really learn the photography. And because I started with video, the photography definitely came more natural to me. It was just a natural transition. I feel like video to photo is way more natural than photo to video um, because there's just so much more going on with video. I feel like photographers have a little bit of a harder time making that transition from photo to video. Uh, I see it a lot and I get a lot of feedback that that is actually true. Not for everybody, but most people I feel like it's true. And so I wanted to become a much better photographer. I just wasn't liking the photos I was taking. And so I started connecting and linking with as many photographers as I could. That's how I met Amos. Um, started shooting with him, started shooting with his friends, started shooting with other people that I met on Instagram. And each time I shot with somebody else, I didn't ask them questions. Maybe occasionally I'd ask a couple questions, um, but it was really just watching them and studying them. And seeing how they shoot, seeing how they maybe tell somebody to model and pose in a certain way, seeing the process of somebody going through um, just, you know, the whole photo shoot process, bringing music to a shoot, bringing a little Bluetooth speaker, you know, something so simple. And yet, I don't know if I would have thought of that if I didn't see somebody else doing that. So you're going to pick up so many things just by being connected with other creatives in person, not online, in person. doesn't matter what, you know, how many followers they have, whatever. Just try to connect with them in person. If you like their work and you're inspired by their work, try to connect with them, no matter how big or how small they are. That doesn't matter. And, you know, who knows? If they have 100,000, 300,000, a million followers, maybe they won't message you. That's okay. Just keep it keep it moving. Okay. Keep it moving. Um, but you're going to pick up so many little things. And what's also cool is not just like the process of them shooting, but like if you're going and you're doing like, for example, street photography, you're doing like a photo walk with some buddies, stuff like that. You know, you're looking around for, for, you know, a spot to shoot, maybe a landscape, a building, just a certain angle, a certain person you're walking around and one of your bodies one of your buddies and one of your buddies stops to take a photo and like you're like what the hell like why are you taking a photo right now and then you see and then you try to see what they see and like your eye starts getting better and improving you're like oh wow i didn't see that interesting super cool so whenever i was walking with people and just keep in mind you know photo walks are 
for me, I don't really excel at them that much. I'm always better. Like if I'm trying to go out and take some photos, have some fun, I stick some AirPods or some headphones in my ears and I I go alone and I do my thing. That's when I'm going to take the best photos when I'm by myself with some music. Um, But I love the photo walks because yeah, I'll take a couple shots or whatever, but I'm really seeing how other people take shots and I'm just, you know, studying them and, and watching how they work. I think it's fascinating and you learn so much, so much more than really anything, you know? And you know, that's also where the investing thing comes in too, because you might not have access to the people that you want to have access to, but if they have a course or a program and you make that value exchange where you give them money and they give back to you their time, boom, you got it. You have their attention. It's so key. It's such a, like a no brainer. Um, I, God, I, I could keep going on that, but I, I don't want to sh- keep shoving that down your throat. But anyways, um, meet other creatives in person. That is number three. And number four, our last one, it's really number five, but whatever. Uh, don't blame the equipment. Don't get shiny object syndrome. Stay away from it. I don't care what piece of shit you're using to shoot. You are going to become a better creator because you are putting in the time and learning the skills of becoming a better creator, not spending the money to get a new piece of equipment. I literally just came out with a YouTube video today why I sold my a7 III why I bought the GH5, why I bought the Canon 5D Mark IV. And it's not because it's like, the GH5 isn't even new. It's been out for like, I don't know, two years, a year and a half, something like that. Um, You know, why did I, some of you would consider that a downgrade. Why did I downgrade my camera, man? Um, I downgraded it. It's not really a downgrade when it comes to video. Um, But, Oh, sorry, my dad's calling me. Shit. Hold on. I got to text him. Man, dad, you kind of ruined my flow, man. Let me let me text him real quick. Call you back. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> okay. And let's put that on mute slash do not disturb i don't have the brain capacity to do multitasking i'm a one one direction kind of guy anyways don't just don't blame the equipment i love using sports as like it's such a great example of this um let's use golf all right it is not the person's golf clubs that makes them hit it 350 yards, 330 yards, or even straight and get it on the green. It's always the player. It's always the golfer. Um, if somebody was playing, if, a, if Tiger Woods was playing with a three-year-old set of clubs, that's they're way too small for him. They're basically like out of a cereal box, right? He is going to kick your ass if you are using the top of the line clubs. And that's because of the amount of hours and the amount of bad shots he's taken in his entire career, not because of the clubs. You guys know this, but I'm going to tell you anyways, because a lot of you don't listen. I hate to, I hate to, hate to tell you that. 
Um, I love y'all, but you got to open your ears because, and, and I say this because I see it. I read all the comments. I read people's comments in, in other, on other Instagram profiles and other YouTube videos. I see it. This is stuff that, you know, has been talked about for years. And yet people are still asking what camera should I get? Um, and you know, because it's going to make me a better shooter when they're using maybe a Canon rebel T3i or something like that. And you know, their stuff's not that, not that impressive, but they haven't been shooting for a while. They haven't, they haven't gotten the reps under their belt. They haven't taken enough horrible shots. I've taken probably a hundred thousand horrible photos. I've probably taken a hundred thousand terrible shots, probably something like that. And I've only been shooting for, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you count everything six years, but taking it seriously, I've only been shooting for three years. Yeah. It's crazy. You got to, you got to get your reps in. You got to take a ton of horrible shots. My video that, that, um, the real transformation video that was shot on a Canon rebel T three I it's got 1.2 million views. You know, there's some shots in there that I like better than the GH five. You know, I, I got, I, I used like the Cine like profile can't beat Canon colors. Canon colors in the T three R were still phenomenal. Those skin tones are phenomenal. Yeah. It didn't have in body stabilization. Yeah. It didn't shoot 4k. Yeah. It didn't have, you know, 10 bit, whatever, but still, I mean, if I had that camera now, I think I would shoot something just as good as my GH five. It would just be more of a hassle. And that's why I got the GH5 is because I don't want a hassle anymore. I want the path of least resistance. I want to be able to, if I, like if I feel like shooting, I want to just grab my camera and go. I don't want to lug around a massive Canon 1DX Mark II. Everybody asks me, Zach, why don't you get the Canon 1DX Mark II? You love Canon colors. You want something with photo and video. I'm like, yeah, but it's just too damn big. I don't want to carry that. I'm I'm not going to shoot. I know myself well enough where I know I'm not going to shoot as much if I just bring a little GH5 and a 12 to 35 lens and 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 not even a gimbal, no nothing. A couple of memory cards, a GH5, 12 to 35 lens, and I'm ready to go. You know, the 1DX is amazing, a lot better than the GH5. Uh, maybe not for video. It's maybe around the same for video. Um, the skin tones are better. I mean, can colors. Yeah. Great. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe the dynamic range is better too. Who knows? But, uh, I, I don't care. I, I just, I don't see myself lugging that camera around. I'm only going to lug a camera around like that or a red or an Alexa or even the black magic pocket 4k or 6k camera. I'm not going to lug those around unless I'm doing a very specific, video shoot where I want the highest quality video where I control the lighting like I'm doing something for maybe Waylon in the future. When I start getting products out to you guys and I start marketing those products, I'm maybe, yeah, maybe I'll pick up that Blackmagic pocket cinema camera. Maybe. doesn't have in-body stabilization, but because I'm doing a specific video shoot where everything is set up in a certain way, I'm going to have a gimbal, you know, I'm going to have things set up in place um, to do that shoot. Maybe not. I don't know. 
We'll see. But for right now, I'm a run and gun type shooter. I need that in body stabilization and the GH5. You just cannot beat that. It's like cheating. And so, yeah, it doesn't take the best photos, but for my Instagram, it's just fine. It's great. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I'm not going to put those photos on a billboard. I'm not going to put those photos in a magazine. I'm not going to put those photos on my website. Probably not, but I've got the Canon 5D Mark IV now, and that's why I have it. So, you know, with the equipment, you have to, and I talked about this in my YouTube video, go check it out. Definitely go check it out. It's worth the listen. So just a sit down chat. Um, With the equipment, you have to know what your needs are. Then you learn the specs and then you figure out, do these specs match or fit my needs? And if they do, buy the piece of equipment. And if they don't, move on and, 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 and become a better creative. Become better with lighting. Become better with composition. Become better with storytelling. Become better with sound design. Okay? Is this starting to make sense? I hope it is. Because coming from me and coming from artists and creatives that are a million trillion tons more, way better than me, way more talented than I am, they're all saying the same thing that I'm saying right now. Okay? My buddy, I, I shouted him out on, um, on my YouTube video. Freaking Yikes. Shout out to Freaking Yikes. He was on. I, m- I mentioned him on the podcast with with um, with a- Amos Fernando and Andrew. Um, that group podcast, which is the most popular podcast on the show to this day, still. So if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Um, it's called uh, "Life as a Full Time Photographer" with Amos um, Fernando and Andrew. Go check it out. And um, anyways. Freaking yikes, he, he made a tweet. Really impressive photographer. Go check him out as well. And he said, for the first time, I shot with a $10,000 camera and my photos still sucked. All right. And he's a very, very good photographer, okay? Go check out his work. I shot with a $10,000 camera and my photos still sucked. Damn. That is going to make you rethink, you know, a few things. Guys, over time... I have slowly but surely sold like all my equipment. I've like reduced and I'm very specific and, and everything that I do has a plan. Like there's a reason why I'm buying a certain piece of equipment. You know, a lot, I think maybe some of you even feel like Zach, like you're always buying new equipment. No, it's not that I'm buying new equipment. It's that I'm realizing what is best for me and I am slowly getting more and more minimal, more and more minimal with everything. All right. I used to have two cameras, multiple, multiple prime lenses, um, the Phantom 4 Pro, um, just all these different things. And now at least for video, I've got one camera, two lenses, don't even use a gimbal, Mavic Pro 2, and that's it. And and even like this I, I this most recent Turkey trip, I, I brought one lens, one camera body, one drone. That's literally all I brought. I didn't even bring a gimbal. I didn't even take it with me. Didn't use it, didn't take it, didn't take it with me to the shoot. Nope. 
literally just a camera body and a lens and a drone and that's it. And I almost didn't even use the drone until I got the green light that I had, that I could use it. But that's, uh, that's another story. Um, so do not blame the equipment. The equipment isn't the problem. It's always, always going to be you and how creative you are. You can get around certain things. Like if you use the Canon Rebel T3i, yeah, it's not got, it doesn't have in, in body stabilization, but get creative. What can you use to still get the look that you're, you're going for? Um, I didn't even have a tripod. If you watch the real transformation video, when I use the Canon Rebel T3i, okay, it doesn't have autofocus didn't have a gimbal. I had a suction cup mount. I put it on the car. I had my mom drive the car. I set the aperture to like F7 and I just gauged the focus as best as I could. And I made sure that my mom stayed the same distance to me the whole time as I was running all that, you know, the, in, the classic inspirational run. You know what I mean? Um, definitely Rocky was a huge inspiration for that part. And I made sure my mom drove the, drove equal distance. And we did like 10 takes. We did like 10 times. And yeah, it was annoying. It was stupid. It was or not man. This wasn't stupid because it was a great product, but it was frustrating. And, you know, it was, it was just annoying. It was frustrating and annoying. And let's say I had the a seven three with me, um, you know, set it to autofocus, um, you know, put it, still put it on that suction cup mount and, you know, probably all I had to do was probably just do it once something like that. Or, you know, GH five, it's got a flip out screen. Great. I don't have to keep going back and forth like I did with my a seven three and figure out if I'm, you know, if I'm framed properly or not. Okay. That was annoying. It wasn't a big deal, but it was annoying and there was still some resistance. So find out what your needs are, find out what the specs are and find out what's going to give you the least uh, the least resistance for shooting. And that is going to be the equipment that you need. If you can't afford it, make do with what you got because most of the time your, your, your camera is damn well good enough, especially when people are still exporting things in 1080p and everything is in 1080p nowadays. So those are going to be my five tips. I don't want to keep you guys too long. Hopefully you pick something up, you know, these are things that you probably have heard, but I know for a fact, a lot of you aren't listening. So they need to be talked about again and again until I start seeing people listen. And, and I'm the same way, especially with the equipment. I mean, uh, just to give you a little quick story, the Canon 5D Mark IV, you keep hearing, oh my God, Canon colors. They're so amazing. The skin tones, so great. Oh my God, the colors. Oh, it just pops. Ah, right? When I first started using it the first time, which was this past Thursday, I had a shoot with Catherine Zenkina, aka the Manifestation Babe. We're in Joshua Tree. It was a big shoot. And I started taking photos. Hopefully, she's not listening to this. But I started taking photos. I'm like, oh my God, these photos freaking suck. Shoot. And I started panicking. I also didn't really know the, like, the settings. You know, this was the first time I was using the Canon 5D Mark IV after not using Canon uh, for like two years or three years. And um, I started to 
get into a little bit of a panic, but then I started to warm up and then I started, you know, manipulating the lighting and shooting on an angle where the lighting was hitting better and, you know, composing my shots better. I just needed to warm up. You know, it was, you know, it had been a little bit since I, you know, shot photos for or did a portrait shoot. So I need to warm up a little bit. And and sure enough, my photos started turning out great. And then when I threw it in post and actually saw the good photos, I was like, damn, those Canon colors are great. I don't have to edit as much as I used to with with the Sony. And and that's where, you know, the Canon is 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 really, really strong and it's very, very robust and it's a great workhorse and all those other things. My point is I had to match the strengths of the camera. In the beginning, my my photography skills were not up to par. And so it was producing bad images. And I was like, when I first started, I was like, man. Did I screw this up? Did I buy the wrong camera? Um, you know, I'm kind of missing the Sony with that autofocus and, you know, maybe that's it. And But I started just kind of like just regretting everything. And then when I started to get better, then I was like, oh, man, I love this camera. Okay. And, and it kind of confirmed the purchase. So my point in telling you that is it's always, always going to be you. It's never going to be the equipment unless it just breaks down on you, which has happened to me with my A7S II. That's another story. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please give it a review. If you got something from this, share it with your friends. Put it on blast on the IG. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Take it easy. See you next week. Hey.